Hey, so did you know that God doesn't show favoritism? He doesn't love one of us more than the other. He's no respecter of persons. Hi, my name is Lee Klein, and Jesus is getting us ready to stand before him confidently that day by telling us the truth, giving us revelation knowledge, teaching us how to read between the lines, how to know him, how to know of him, and be able to do his will. Let's acknowledge him, Jesus. We thank you and praise you for teaching us your way, giving us the wisdom, the knowledge that we need to know you, to know that we're right with you, and, and confidently and boldly come to your throne. We love you and praise you and give you all the glory. And so we were talking about Job. And Job, in his frustration, said, The Lord gives and the Lord takes away. And so many just think Job was right. The Lord gives and then he takes away. He prospered me. He gave me all this stuff and then he took it away. And so the same thing really is happening today is we're trying to figure God out in our own wisdom. And so we quote Job as being right. The Lord's given to me and now he's taking this away and um, he's testing me and all kinds of ignorant things that we say. But God didn't say, I give and I take away. He said, I'm no respecter of persons. Romans 2.11 For God shows no partiality, no undue favor, unfairness with him. One man is no different from the other. All who have sinned without the law will perish without the law. And all who have sinned under the law will be judged and condemned by the law. So it's not merely hearing the word, the law, that makes one right before God, but it's the doers of the law. And so we know that Job was making sacrifices for his sons because he thought they were sinning. And so Job was in the wrong by not correcting them. And so then the enemy had permission to attack Job because that is God's way. When we sin, we're under the curse. The enemy can take over. I've experienced this in my life. Twice, God said to me, there was nothing I could do. Something tragic happened twice. And he said, there wasn't anything I could do because you didn't obey me. You sinned. Jesus said, go and sin no more to the man with a shriveled arm. He got healed. And then he said, go and sin no more. So that tells us, that tells us these bad things come from sinning. With Mary, he said, I don't condemn you. Go and sin no more. Why would he say he doesn't condemn her? He loves her. He came to set us free. He came to tell us the truth. And James, it says he doesn't change. There's no variation. He doesn't give and then take away. He's good. He said, I know the plans I have for you, for your good, for your welfare. I have good for you. But when you get confused and you're thinking God is doing bad to you, then you can't even have that good because it all comes in faith. You have to believe he's good. You have to believe, and when you believe, you're going to obey. For God so loved the world, 
that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him. And believing has a faith action. Faith without action is dead. And so believing means you live by the word. And if you do the word, you're going to be blessed. Deuteronomy 28. He said, if you obey me, you're going to be blessed. Blessed in the city, blessed in the country, blessed when you go in, blessed when you go out, blessed, blessed, blessed. But if you disregard his command, you're going to be cursed. You've allowed Satan into your life. Romans 2, verse 8. For those who are self-seeking, self-willed, and disobedient to the truth, but responsive to wickedness, there will be indignation and wrath. And there will be tribulation and anguish and calamity and constraint for every soul of a man who habitually does evil, the Jew first and then the Gentile. But glory and honor and peace shall be awarded to everyone who habitually does good, the Jew first, also the Greek, the Gentile. For God shows no partiality, no undue favor or unfairness. With him, one man is not different from the other. All who have sinned without the law will perish without the law. It's not merely hearing the word that makes one right before God, but it's the doer of the law. And so God is clearly saying to us today, when you do my will, then you can be blessed. Then I can do something. Then I can protect you. Then I can be your God. Matthew 7, 21 through 23, not everyone who calls me Lord. And James has said, don't deceive yourself. Don't be misled. He's not going to attempt and test you and try you. And so not everyone who calls me Lord will enter into the kingdom of heaven, but those who do the will of my Father, same as here. When you do his will, you're going to be blessed. You're going to be rewarded. But if you don't, then you're not. It, it's up to you. You're calling the shots, not God. You're calling the shots. He gave you free will, whatever you decide. He has principles to live by, and if we don't live by them, we're not under his wing. We're, we're deceived in thinking that he's doing this evil to us, and that's what he's telling me to tell you today. You're deceived into thinking he's doing this evil. Job was deceived. He didn't know what was going on. And at the end of everything, when everybody gave their opinion, God said, if you think you know so much, right? If you think you know so much, then tell me. And then he gave them all these questions which they apparently wouldn't know. Yeah, so we don't know what we're talking about. And that's why Jesus wants to clear things up. He wants to give us the truth. God has a law. And if you abide in him and he abides in you, then you can ask what you will and he's going to give it to you. He's going to bless you. He came that you may have life to the full until it overflows. He's not going to change and take it away. And we got to have clarity on this. We have to know so that we can be blessed and be a blessing and show who he is. If we're living under the curse, then we'll be known by our fruit. We're not going to have fruit. And you're, you're going to be calling him Lord, 
And your ignorance and, and thinking he's doing all these things to you like Job did. And it's not the truth. And you're going to be misrepresenting him. He doesn't want to be misrepresented. He's only good. He doesn't have evil to give evil. And the only reason he allowed the enemy to do what he did is because he has that principle. The enemy is allowed in your life if you disregard his commands. If you sin, then the enemy has rights in your life. And that's all there is to it. It's not God doing it. It's you making the wrong choice. You disregarding what he said. He shows no partiality. One man is no different than the other. He doesn't love you more than someone else so that you can sin and he'll still bless you. He loves us all, but he can only bless us who do not sin. And when we don't sin, we're saying, I love you. I don't want to sin. I don't want to sin. I love you. I just want to do your will. Be teachable. you got to be teachable. Correct me, Lord. Revelation 3.19. I correct those that I love. And if you love him, you're going to want him to correct you. You're going to want to know the truth. You don't want to find out that day. You don't want to hear him say that day away from me. I never knew you. You practice lawlessness, right? You want to know now. You want to know the truth now, the truth that sets you free now. Because on that day, it's going to be way too late. Now is a time of grace. Now is the time you get to grow up and do what he said. And if you're self-willed, then you're like the enemy, and he's your father, and you're going to live in eternal damnation. And he doesn't, Jesus doesn't want that. And that's why he's telling you today what's going on. That's why he's telling you now what's going on. And so we got to make that choice to obey him. And then the other thing is to know that when you obey him, it's good for you. James says we can ask God for wisdom. He could say, why? What happened? He already knew. He probably already knew. He was sinning. And when did the enemy attack? Right when his sons were sinning again right in the midst of it. And so something bad is going to happen if you sin. Remember, he said that to that man. He said, stop sinning before something worse happens to you. Because you're giving the enemy authority in your life. I've given you all power and authority. And now you're giving it to him. Why? Why are you doing that? Why are you giving him your authority? Adam and Eve did that in the garden. God said, don't eat off that tree. Don't eat off it. Well, why not? Just don't do it. Just wait on me and I'll show you. But the enemy came and tempted them and they ate off the tree. And what happened? They gave all their authority to the enemy. Before that, God said, here, you're in authority all over all the earth. The birds, everything. The animals, I'm giving you authority. And the enemy knew all he'd, ha all he'd have to do is get them to obey him, and he would be their God, he would be their boss. 
even though they were given that right. And now we have it back again. Jesus got it back again. Now you have authority over the enemy, so don't let him be your boss. Don't let him be your God. Don't obey him. Don't give in to the temptations. You know, if God is going to test you, he tests you practically. Like, I always like to think of Abraham and Isaac because um, he said, your, your son and whom you love so much as if he was jealous of his love for his son. Take him up to the mountain. But he didn't, he didn't have to kill him. And he knew God was going to come through. And during that, I believe he learned that he was putting his son before God. God had an intention. He was teaching him and showing him he wanted to be loved like he was loving his son. God wants you to love him. And so in those, in that instance, he will test you. But he's not going to do evil to you. He's not going to tell the enemy, you know, check this person out. He was defending Job. He said, he's upright. He's a good man. And Satan was like, yeah, but if you cursed him, he wouldn't be. And God's not going to curse him. He cursed himself. If you take everything away from him, so then God said, don't touch him. But yeah, Satan knows, Satan knows a lot. He knows what he can do and what he can't do. And if you don't sin, he can't touch you. So that's what I have for you today. God is not doing bad to you. He's not taking away from you. He only gives. The only thing he would take away from you is something that was bad for you. Like in the case of, uh, and he won't even take it. He, he, he will just show you that it's not good for you. You got to give it up willingly. He doesn't force his will on you. Like the rich man, he said, one thing you lack. Sell your stuff, give it to the poor. Because the man went after that stuff and it made it made for that his stuff to be a God before God. And if he would have gave it all away, Jesus said in this lifetime, he would have had a hundredfold return plus. And so God does test you, but he tests your love for him. And he doesn't take things away. And he knew Job was going to come around. He knew that. He knows if you will. And so he's there. He's watching you and being there for you. But you got to be faithful and resist the enemy. You got to resist him. Submit to God, resist the enemy, and he'll flee. We've got the book. We have instruction. We have the Holy Spirit. And so our part is to do the word and then the enemy cannot lay hold. So if you never asked Jesus to come live on the inside of you, then this would be really a time. He's coming soon. He said he's already knocking at the door of your heart, Revelation 3.20. And if you invite him in by heeding his voice, he's going to come and live on the inside of you. He's going to be your God. He's going to be there for you all the time. But if you don't heed his voice, he's not coming. He's not going to live on the inside of you. Pray with me. 
Jesus, we thank you and praise you for the opportunity. We're asking you to come and live on the inside of us, to be our God. We're going to heed your voice. And we thank you and praise you that we mean that much to you, that you're waiting for us to get it right, to choose you, to have understanding and to know the truth. So we thank you and praise you, Lord. We receive you. We're ready to do your will. In your name. So, if you said that prayer, I would so love it if you like, let me know. John 1, 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word is God. He is his Word. And so you got to look at the Word. you got to get to know him and be a doer of the Word, not deceiving yourself. If you just know the Word and you don't do it, you're deceiving yourself. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. God has a word for us. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. I am the word. And when you come to me, when you give me your attention, I will reveal the mysteries of the kingdom of God to you. I will unfold everything and give you understanding. Seek me first. To seek me and the things that you need and you're going after, I will add them to you. And then they won't be your God. I will be. That was a good word. Thank you, Jesus. You're so good to us. We love you. Thanks so much for listening today. God bless you.